story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. Radio back to an Aspen if they're doing something to the laser. Hey, Travis. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. So we're, before the light went out, the laser light went out. You were standing exactly where the main glow of the laser was on the screen. Really? That's correct. I'll go back up there, see what's going on. Hold on, guys. I just replaced the batteries in this laser. There's no way that it's the batteries that are causing it to malfunction. I tried everything to get it to come back on again, but it's just one of those million things that happens at Skinwalker Ranch. Buttons pushed in. Welcome to Strange Uncles. Uh, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm on location. <laughs> you can't prove it, but yeah, it's pretty cool uh, technique trick there, guy. Um, so welcome everybody to our mini episodes of the review of the Skinwalker Ranch. This is actually going to be episode two. Um, we're going to do, for those of you who heard one, we're going to do two and we're going to roll into the same thing. Uh, do you guys have anything to kind of kick off with or? Mm, no, I, I don't have anything to add except it's nice to finally sit down today. <laughs> you were saying. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to just dive into this episode. Okay. Too cool. Too cool. Um, well, I'll tell you what, if you're ready, let's kick it off with you. I mean, we've all got notes. I watched this last night and took some notes and obviously the shows, I mean, it's going somewhere. Um, there's a couple of things that they kind of threw into the basket. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about it, but yeah, John, if you want to kick it off. Yeah. Well, um, the episode starts with everybody in the command center and there's still Taylor looks he looks visibly annoyed. Like you can tell he's super annoyed that oh, yeah. he's, like that he wasn't kept in the loop of things going on like in the very beginning he's like and they're still taught they're still they they're still on the digging part thank you so yeah. they're still and like he's just super annoyed about that and all of a sudden eric the head researcher he brings out a neodymium is that how you pronounce it neodymium neodymium something yeah, like that crazy ass magnet yeah. yeah, it's some crazy magnets, um, and I guess it allows them to reproduce some of the effects that they've seen on the property. So I guess Eric took a picture with his phone of the Mesa, and it got all kind of pixelated or something, and he thought that the magnet could somehow do that. But I thought that was weird because, and I think Taylor did too, he's like, so are you saying there's a giant magnet underneath this? Like, It's like, yeah, he could produce that same that yeah, same effect with it but like but also you know and it's i don't know so this answers the question of what's in the case what's in the box right exactly thank you Brandon. Uh, oh yeah yeah but also it um he they're reproducing the artifact that he got when he took pictures right when he first got there that is sort of proof that there's like weird electromagnetic disturbances going on around mm -hmm. the ridge. Yeah. Um, not that I think they needed a lot more proof, but 
I don't think they're necessarily saying that there's a giant magnet underneath the mesa, just more that like there's weird electromagnetic activity going on that shouldn't be going on and is like intermittent. Yeah, and I think also too they're talking about some of the like what it's made out of, you know, a little iron in the land, things like that. I mean, that's going to affect what it is. There's one thing that I caught in the very beginning that I wanted to uh, kind of ask you guys about it because I, it was a little small thing, but I went, hmm, eh, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, they were doing a review of what it was before they were, they got into the digging talk again. And yeah, John, yeah, they were right on that. Um, so they quoted on there. So for 20 years, the federal government tried to find answers is what they were talking about when they were doing the intro. And mm -hmm. I and I sat there and I was like, wait a minute, the federal government for 20 years, no, that's not the case. I mean, Bigelow wasn't part of that till 2017, and they found out that money that uh, Harry Reid earmarked went to some of the weaponry and some of the, uh, the projects in Skinwalker. But I, I just, you I don't know, know, that caught me different. I don't know. Bass, Bass Bigelow Aerospace took over from NIDS in like, the 90s right right i want to say yeah but it wasn't federal um, government ran well no that was funded by the federal government yeah they yeah. are get they've been they've gotten funding from the federal government bass and nids is just a part of bass well i yeah, know they so got saying, that i know they got that 30 million something that was signed off on but. they got a shitload of money from the government yeah yeah and that's kind of when they gave up on it is when they stopped getting funding. When that fun when they're like, now nah, we're not going to give you any more money. They're like, well, I guess the experiment's over. And that's kind of when everybody, when NIDS left the ranch. Well, except, so yeah. I think it's misleading to say that the federal government was looking, but that's it was their money, but it was kind of, you were, know, it's a private contractors doing the work I, I think yeah that's where i was going with it to do it yeah i mean yeah. i was going with it's a private developer yeah they're paying and i remember i think it was newsweek i think or 2017 when they actually found that out that that descent and by harry reed by the way for those of you who don't know he is actually was the uh um center for las vegas him and bigelow were friends at the time and that's where they found out that money was earmarked and went straight to bigelow's projects basically um, yeah. That was fairly recent. So I, I don't know, just maybe a misleading how they worded it. I just thought that was kind of funny. But, um, yeah. but yeah, the magnet thing, yeah, could be, yeah, it could be minerals in the ground. Could be, uh, you know, I mean, that's. Well, know. there's no way to know unless you dig. Right. And Taylor even says, he's like, there's no proof that, you know, the correlation between digging and the injuries, like there's no it hasn't been proven that that's what caused Thomas Winter's winter. What the hell is this? Winterton's Winter, Winter injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's cause they, they bring it up and you, you see dragon that's still super like, Oh, and like they talk about his injury, which, you know, comes up later in the episode too, but he's like, there's just no proof. And you're never going to know what's in the ground. If it's something in the ground causing an electromagnetic field or something, unless you dig. Well, so, and, yeah, and this I think they're going to eventually dig. I think it's just like Eric was saying, like we haven't exhausted all the non-invasive tests yet. Yeah. So let's keep doing what we can do without digging to keep fucking Dragon from pissing his pants. Dude, and this is in my notes. Dragon annoys the shit out of me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's a little yeah, he's a bit he's a bit annoyed. I know. Even the looks on his face when they're asking, they pan over yeah. him. He just has this sourpuss fucking look like, 
you know, whatever's going on. I was like, come on, dude. Well, and he's, he's, I, I have it in my notes later that like, he's always like interjecting himself into their like conversation. Like his opinion matters. It's like, are you a scientist? No, you're a weird scrunch faced little weirdo that <laughs> walks around the, with a gun. Like, what are you doing here? I'm glad you shared that. That's funny. I'm glad you had that same, uh, the same opinion because that's what I had as well. I hope he never listens to this because he's going to come kick my ass. Yeah. yeah, well, with a name like Dragon, you know. I mean, you got to watch out Come for on. those guys. Yeah, I, like in my final thoughts in my notes, I was just kind of like, I mean, I get where he's coming from. He feels responsible for the safety of the people there. Yeah. And being there all the time would be stressful as fuck. For sure. You know? Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm sure his intentions are good. He's still he, an annoying fucker. Yeah, he just looks like yeah. a little rat face that I just want to fucking, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's and again, like someone yeah. I know that I can't place and it's been driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so they decided to get some experts because they're oh. not going to dig. They've, they've not, they're not digging. So they decided to do a full sweep of the property for like a radiation sweep and an RF sweep. That's where they, that's where they're at right now. Um, and one of the things I like seeing, he's, Taylor and Tom Winterton are driving around the property in that Jeep and it just kind of shows some of the homesteads. I was going to yeah. say that was cool. Yeah. And I thought for me, that was super cool to actually see the homesteads. Cause I'm, you know, yeah. you just hear about them for years and there was some little glances in hunt for the skinwalker by Jeremy Corbell. But like, I Not, think the, the, footage, the footage they showed on the history channel, like you're really getting to see them like, and they're, they're quick shots too but i mean yeah get... like throughout the episode they used them as like uh cut scenes like in between act like sequences of what was going on to move from one section of the episode to the next yeah um which i thought was pretty cool um and <clears throat> when they were driving by homestead too and tom was talking about like uh shadow figures and hearing voices and stuff that just reminded oh, me of yeah we were up there driving back from that overlook spot and Shane thought he saw a shadow figure. Yeah. And, uh, it also, uh, it yeah. was interesting that he said that other people heard the voices too that were with him, but that they didn't know if they were like audible voices or if they were in their heads. I thought that was super crazy and interesting. Yeah. And he wasn't sure if it was in his head or if he was really hearing it. Well, you remember when we were over at the lookout point overlooking Skinwalker Ridge and we heard those coyotes that kept mm -hmm. sounding like they were far away. And then all of a sudden, there was a couple times I jumped in the uh, Josh's RV, or not RV, but uh, SUV. Yeah, they were like right because there. like it sounded like there was a pack of wolves like fifteen yeah. feet away or something. Well, like and, I'm like, oh shit, we need to go. And yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. there was nothing. And he even walked up the road a little bit, and it was uh, weird because it was so like you're, and maybe you know it's the. Blade Devil's Advocate. Maybe it's a geographical of you know think no it sounds bouncing off. Maybe sure. Are right, you know, maybe, but it would just yeah, it was windy. Surreal. Up yeah. on a yeah, just. Still, I mean, I, I'm not yeah. saying that you know what we heard was some paranormal right. coyote thing, but but it, it was, was just freaky. it just sounded it, it just it was scary. We were in the zone, um, and just kind of being there, it was just weird sounding. Like who knows what it was? It was probably just some noise reflecting off of something else, but. Yeah. Well, no, it that, was but we were right. Like Bottle Hollow was right behind us. And there's yeah. been a lot of reports, again, referencing um, 
Utah UFOs on display that was written, I think, what, 74, right? I think Salisbury, somewhere in there, 74, 77. Um, Sounds about right. A lot of reports of of things directly over Bottle Hollow. I mean, I mean, you're right. We were sandwiched right in between the Ranch Ridge and Bottle Hollow behind us. So I, I don't know. They're just, again, back to just a, it's a weird atmosphere altogether when you're up there. And, you know, it, it is what yep. it is. Um, I am going to actually look into I haven't had a chance yet, so I apologize. But I'm going to look into the two companies that they brought in. So one of them was Semper Environmental Research, which I'm assuming with the word like Semper, I'm I'm assuming it's an ex-Marine or a veteran of some sort that probably runs it or founded it. The other one yeah. is uh, Qualtech Associates, uh, which I've heard of. Um, but those were the two research teams they brought in um, to do the testing, like you were saying, John, earlier. Um, and I don't know if they're you know Salt Lake-based or in that area-based. I'm know. sure they are. I've... <laughs> I feel like I've heard of Qualtrick, like at jazz games or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard of the name. I don't know, but so. I'm sure there's a couple of local companies. But yeah. yeah, so they do that sweep, and so as Winterton and Taylor's driving around, they're telling that story about the voices and the shadow people that they're hearing. Mm-hmm. They get interrupted by the walkie-talkie to tell them they they found a, a sinkhole doing the radiation sweep, and they found something pretty interesting and then you know boom cut commercial yeah yeah so yeah so there was one part of that whole exchange that i kind of wanted to cover uh-huh. where he was telling the old story of the navajo and the utes and the navajo cursing the land yeah and i kind of want to dig more into that because after mj benias's article and we interviewed him and he was telling us how he went and talked to like tribal officials when he was there and they were like we don't know what the fuck you're talking about the navajo have never been in the basin and if you look at uh like maps of where like the tribal lands were before utah was settled like the navajo are down by moab and like like they don't they're nowhere near the uinta basin Mm -hmm. and so i mean maybe if they cursed all the whole land you know, but that could have something to do with it. But I, I kind of feel like that legend might just be just a legend. Well, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and that's a this is a good time to bring this up if you guys don't mind. So this is something I was talking to Josh about earlier, John, before you got on. Um, already, you know, obviously the show's out there, and you know we're doing the the review. Well, so is everybody else. I mean, they're seeing what's going on, what's not going on. Um, I saw that there was a couple jabs that uh, Brad Fugel put out there, or Brandon, sorry, for people that. Kind of the naysayers, you know. Of course, you're going to have that on every side. Um, yeah. About, oh, wait a minute. You know, nothing was there till '92 and this, and and you know, Brandon saying no, there's been things way before that. Um, and this was actually it's referenced off the Utah UFO display book that we talked about earlier. Um, evidently, there's an additional chapter in there, and the writer, one of the co-writers, found uh, the original owners. Were the brother of that owned it, that bought it like in 1933, the family, before the Shermans had it. And they uh-huh. sat on it for like 60 years. And, I mean, long story shorter, because, you know, we, that's a whole other thing, but they were talking about, you know, he asked them flat out, you know, what about this phenomenon? What about seeing giant wolves and UFOs and everything? And this previous owner who, at the time, when he interviewed him, was 84, I think, um, he just laughed. He says, no. He says, that's just fucking stupid. 
He goes, there was no UFOs. There was no, he says in the seventies, he mentioned the reference UFO displays in the book and what people would see. But he says, I had never seen that. My sister that lived there never seen that. There's no giant wolves or dogs. He says, I, I have no clue where this is coming from, but I, I'm telling you that it, it would, our family never saw it. And that family yeah. owned it for a long time. So, you know, you look at different sides and then Josh, you talk about the Indian thing. Um, you know, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of dig a little bit more prior pre nineteen ninety two Sherman owned and just well, see, you know. And then but that goes to the question of maybe the phenomenon wasn't showing itself to yeah those possibly. particular people because yeah. could be just because just because, you know, the phenomena they didn't see it doesn't mean it was there and you know, maybe it just didn't feel like showing itself to them, those people and that's um, plausible. For, what, yeah. for whatever reason that may be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it could go either way, but I just think it's interesting. It's another layer to the onion of what we're talking about. And I think that, I, uh, you know, it's worth looking I, into. I think there's been enough documented stuff to say, this isn't like a case like, um, the fucking Amityville horror where right. it was clearly being made up, you know, like yeah. I think yeah. but even that there's some people documented happening there yeah. to say there's something going on. I mean, I mean, seen shit with our no, own yeah, I mean, we've been there. I mean, and also, you know, no, nobody's going to go spend millions of dollars trying to research this piece of property. If they haven't, you know, if they didn't, holding their possession, some pretty interesting findings. Right. You know, agreed. Like, yeah, no one's going to do that. Like there'd be no reason unless yeah. you had some crazy proof of stuff of the goings on around there, you know? Well, here's so. another thing that you're talking about, John. I kind of agree with you actually the same. Again, it's an argument to be had, you know, because, you know, we were looking at both sides. I don't ever want to, you know, I don't think we should, you know, Oh my God, there's something. We know what we saw. We know what we felt. We, I know what I saw. I, you mm -hmm. know, those are things that just, they happen and it doesn't, you know, people can say there's nothing out there. Eh, no, there's something. And I don't think it's really orientated directly towards a ranch. But um, I was listening to another uh, talk show out of Portland, Oregon, and they had a couple of people on there who had just recently moved into Utah um, and they're kind of paranormal aficionados type thing. And they went up there. They didn't experience anything. But when they came home, um, she one of them thought that she drug it home with them. Like there's attachments. So you talk about maybe it wasn't ready to be shown or it wasn't ready to be seen. You know, certain people have certain vibes and energy and maybe, you know, the original homesteaders didn't have that, but the Shermans did, you know, you, you never no. know how that looks, you know, that's a whole nother, whole nother scenario in the paranormal field, you know? So, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if it behaved in a predictable and normal way, we wouldn't, we'd know what it was. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I mean, there researchers on their uh, on the NIDS team even said like it would go, it went dormant for like a year or so. Yeah, there was like, a there long was time. Like, they had there nothing. was like a there was like a year or two where like nothing happened on the ranch. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the unknown. It's not predictable. It doesn't have a schedule. Yeah. Like. So, well, I want to take this time to kind of continue on the show a little bit if you guys are cool with yeah. it. But I want to bring up a definition that I think we should use in our daily norm. Um, and this was something Travis said. I've never heard this, but I thought it was clever. Um, swimmy headed. Did any of you capture oh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they found yeah. it. Sounds like a southern colloquialism. Right. <laughs> 
anyway. I mean, yeah, um, it, it makes sense. Did we talk about the measurements that they took before we went off on that tangent? No, we, we haven't got there. So they get that walkie-talkie call, and then they meet the team. They meet everybody else on the team up on the ridge where they find that cave. And then, um, yeah, they're just kind of, like, looking at the cave, deciding, like, if they should go in. They said they can feel, like, cold air coming from it. Um, I think somebody said that they've been in there, but they haven't found, like, the bottom of it or where it goes or another opening. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they said it goes in pretty deep, but I'm not sure if they – if I think it was Jim that said that, and I'm not sure if he was talking about the opening or, like, the actual hole once you get past where they were taking those measurements of because getting into the actual like cave hole part of it looked like a pretty small opening. Yeah. Yeah. That did look that one little area. So I was wondering if there was a larger opening somewhere because it seems like they were interested in going in. I yeah. Sounded, it sounded like that. Well, I mean, not that you guys are spelunkers, but you know, if you got airflow coming through a cave, more than likely that shows that there's some kind, there's something on the other end. I mean, it's not stagnant air. So, yeah. you know, something's coming from somewhere causing that airflow, that pattern, mm. but you know, who knows what yep. that might be. So, but so yeah, as they're sitting there, Taylor starts getting swimmy headed. <laughs> and which I thought was interesting because like right before that, when, they're walking up to it. Tom was telling him like, yeah, people sometimes get extreme vertigo and like nausea and all this stuff around it. And then he jumps down in there thinking he's Mr. Badass outdoor scientist. And all of a sudden he's like, he also referred to it like a low blood sugary feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. Like uh, his diabetes or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I feel like I just worked out, but didn't eat first. Mm. It's that, it's that, it's that Alabama gentlemen in them that just you know well, me. and so they they did there apparently there's a hole that they can get into because they wanted to test to make sure the air was air was breathable so right. they could actually enter the hole um and there were also like random spikes of radiation coming out of that area at random times kind of so the I same thing you, as before I, yeah they had they had spots and pockets going on so yeah you know, so yeah, I think like, they could go in, uh, but like right when they said the air's good, then all of a sudden he started getting vertigo and just all shaky knees and everything. The spike that caused them to call, uh, to call them when they were driving around in the Jeep was a 3,600 parts per billion, which I guess is an extremely dangerous level of uh, some chemical they didn't really say, they just called it a VOC, a volatile organic compound. Hmm. um like while they were just in there poking around in the mouth of it taking some measurements um yeah so and then they said it just like went away like it spiked to an unsafe level and then just disappeared well and that was some of the stuff that bigelow actually encountered where he owned the ranch um not that they you know documented all the paperwork or they released it but um they did experiments on there where they were and again you know this is different from you know, object, uh, observe, observational science versus um, there were things where Bigelow would test or experiment, you know, reactions on humans, what they did. There's people that got sick, kind of like Tom Winterden. You know, it, it's, I mean, maybe, you know, again, devil's advocate, maybe there's something chemical compound in the soil. We know there's a lot of fracking going on up there. We know there's a lot of uh, um, energy resources with you know, pumps and drills and stuff. 
I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be a mixture of, of something or it could be nothing, you know, God knows. It, is it strange that only Taylor felt that because no one else, cause he was even like, are you guys feeling weird at all? Like, yeah, no, one, yeah, no one else felt that way. Shoulder to shoulder with two other guys who were taking readings. Yeah, the, he, yeah, it's not like everybody was social distancing themselves. From yes, him, so. so like if there was a spike in VOC or radiation or an electromagnetic waves or anything, it sh- they were all standing close enough together that they all should have been affected by. Right. It. Yeah, theoretically, they should have all felt affected for sure. Yeah, so that's that was strange to me. And also, um, his phone. He's doing his it phone again. Just, you know, uh, went went dead. The battery. So I yeah. guess his battery just like plummeted. Um, and also, why the hell is Dragon up there with the scientists up on the ridge? Like security, bro. They don't need you. And he keeps chiming in with his two cents. It's like, yeah. all right, if you're there for security, yeah. shut the fuck up and sit there and observe. Go yeah, fucking eat beans back at the fucking shack and just leave us alone. Look for, for a while. something that's moving that you can shoot. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, going to do some good. I hate to keep ripping on the guy, but I think as this uh, show goes on, I'm going to have more and more notes of <laughs> what the fuck is Dragon doing there. Yeah, you should. Like, we should name one of the episodes. Like what the fuck is Dragon doing? <laughs> And I'm sorry for being such a dick, but golly, he just keeps on interjecting. I like, I want to be like, if I was a scientist, I'd just be like, Josh, what's your you PhD get, in marksmanship? Josh, fuck up. you got to yeah. remember that Josh, when we uh, do social media, you should just title it. What the fuck is dragon doing here? And just leave it be. <laughs> so, but no, I thought it was weird that Travis did that. Um, and he was in the hole and I get it. But um, you know, then after that, they decided they're going to go camping after that incident and yep. that's kind of when they broke out the lasers and which is one of the clips that we played on the beginning of the show um <laughs> yeah i was kind of jealous that they're camping on that fucking property i'm like motherfuckers god oh i i i loved the part where they got the analysis from Qualter, uh qualtech and uh the other guys and they were like well just to be safe here are some dulcimeters yeah yeah, yeah. oh i got <laughs> like, that too oh all right <laughs> Yeah, so they're all walking around. And do you notice Dragon's the only one with the dosimeter like in his shirt right there? Yeah. Trying to look all cool. Everybody else probably like has it in their pocket or something. The only one wearing it properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Dragon. Yeah. That's funny. But uh, yeah, Taylor seemed pretty impressed with what happened earlier that day. Enough to be like, we need to camp and check out, check that out. Yeah, his mind's kind of being you know, his viewpoint, I think is being changed a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. again, if he's legitimate, I, I, and I would, you know, if you got brought into something like that, this is, you know, with a camera crew, without a camera crew, this is just some weird shit happened in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So, um, so they- I, I did notice too, just in regards to digging, how like last recap, we were talking about how they built the command center and the helicopter pad and stuff. So they'd obviously done some digging. I noticed in this episode that the command center is a prefab home. So oh. minimal digging. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, well, thought I also noticed a boat next, like a big boat next to the command center when they go to pick Eric up. And I'm wondering if they are going to do some like 
Bottle Hollow. Exploring on Bottle Hollow or something. Yeah, I would say. Well, and a quick note, too, and we can roll into it. We're looking at the time. And we're still looking okay. Um, remember last episode I brought up, we're talking about digging and sometimes – you know, there are things in the easements of the clauses or leases, maybe mineral rights or something like that when something gets sold. Um, that mm-hmm. article that I was reading today, and again, this may be bullshit, may not, but it does make sense because I've had this happen in Montana to where a lot of times they will reserve the oil rights. So that's one of the reasons they say no digging or if you dig, you need our permission, especially in that area because there's nothing but oil rigs all over that area. So if mm-hmm. they did sell the ranch – Pretty good indication, maybe. And he wasn't sure because it was his sister that kind of did most of the most of the deals, and then he was the one doing doing all the other stuff. But um, that kind is plausible, where it makes okay, yeah. no digging because you know if you dig and you find oil, you know we get that. So that's something that was written into the land contract, basically. Yeah, but I mean, if so. they're not if they're not selling them the mineral rights with the land, I would be like, dig the fuck up whatever you want. It's ours. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, if, they, if, it's, if, if it becomes their oil, it's like, please dig everywhere. Yeah, Find oil do, for me. Do the work for me, please. Make me rich, please. Thank you. Uh, it could be. I mean, I think a lot of I've heard this happening before, though, when they say that where people just aren't really if they well, you have to have a legal right to those privileges with what's under the ground. So if they, you don't have that and they say dig whatever and there's no and that's not in the clause, that's not you don't get that oil as a previous owner that sold that. That's going to be the owner's oil that now owns a new property. So, and it's all legal ramifications. Again, it was something that, you know, maybe it's something, maybe it's not, but I don't know. Kind of loops it around back to the mineral thing a little bit. So, yeah. Well, moving on, they, uh, they're camping out by the, the watchtower that's right there, kind of in the middle that is in the direction of the Mesa. And we've seen that. You can see from the road, if you go on the back side of that property, if you have binoculars, you can see the watchtower that's right there, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, so they're camping out there, and they're using Dude. infrared cameras on the Mesa. What? Oh, just like when they're setting up their observation post. Uh-huh. <laughs> In Thank my you. notes, it's like, man, Travis is sure good at telling people what to fucking do. Oh, and that... For the first like thirty seconds of that scene, he's just like, "Do this, do that, do this, do that," and it's like, "Why don't you pick something else up?" And then the next the man has forty-eight helping, actually helping, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, and they, I, I, uh, in my notes it says, "Dragon tries to crack a joke, and it is not funny." And I was like, <laughs> "What the hell? What the hell was he saying?" And the, what movie were, are we gonna watch? Yeah, when they were hooking up the monitors, like, "So what are we gonna watch? Aliens?" Uh, and says some other stupid movie. And like, Fucking douche. Yeah, no one, no one, no one in, laughed at all. I was like, ugh. In my notes, right there, it says, "Not sure how I feel about hooking the cameras up to a TV out in the open." Approach seems like that will fuck with them being able to actually see anything and pollute their field of view. To have a big, big ass bright light. Well, yeah, like, I mean, light pollution. They're fucking, staring at light pollution one on one. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's a, that's a good call actually. Yeah, it was just yeah. weird. Like that setup was like. Are you guys out there camping and kind of staking out, or are you just doing the same thing in the control center without the control center around you? I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, well, they were fixing infrared cameras on the Mesa, and yeah. they had like the telescope out there. They had a lot of cool shit out there for sure. Well, one yeah, thing for I... sure. Just that when they when I thought about them having a TV out there that they were going to look at at night, I was just like, 
okay, if you look at the TV and then you look away, you're not going to see anything. Yeah, exactly. Eyes are your night vision is going to be. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And then, well, and the reason they're doing infrared is because they potentially couldn't see it with their eyes anyway. So if it is going to be picked up only by infrared, you're going to yeah. need the monitor to see that. Well, then Fair also, enough. I also made a note on the lasers too, because they're talking the lasers on the Mesa. And I like to look in this because this might be legit. They're talking about a crystalline material actually inside the rocks themselves. It's causing the reflection of the lasers. Yeah. Um, you know, possibly. I mean, I, you know, depending well, on what well, And we, so we should talk about that. So they do bust out this giant green laser and they're shining it on the Mesa. And there's two dots and it, somehow the laser is being reflected. And then, so that's what they say. It could be what the crystalline. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. yeah, they're basically saying the ri the ridge is reflective, and that might explain why sometimes it looks like it's glowing. Uh huh. And then they they say maybe that's where those light columns are coming from. Which you know, yeah. I thought that was cool because at least they're not going. Oh my God, look at that! They're having some kind of plausibility for. Well, this may be a cause because this may be what's happening—a cause and effect type thing of something yeah. that's natural, and that's refreshing. That they're not that trying cool, to, you yeah. know what I mean? That, so I thought that was a nice little catch mm -hmm. on that. But my, as John, my next, line in, my next line in my notes is Dragon has a very punchable face. <laughs> he really does. He really does. I, he's got the most punchable face I've ever seen in a man. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just, that yeah, was so, the next part I got to in my notes. And it, I think this is going to end up being halfway reviewing this episode and then the rest of it's just talking shit on dragon. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah. But so as they're shining the laser, they do start picking up this giant glow um, behind the Mesa. And that was awesome. And that kind of reminded yeah. me of that storm that just stood in one place. Mm -hmm. Cause when we saw that glow and that like weird looking storm that we couldn't really tell if it was a storm or not, but it never moved. Um, so that kind of is what reminded me of that yeah I, i'm same same there because i it still kind of baffles me with with what it it just didn't go anywhere and and how it looked and how it reacted it wasn't like a storm i mean and if it was something you see you're gonna hear something from it and it was like you didn't hear anything there was, yeah. it was just i i don't know again yeah i'm with you it, it kind of reflected back to that so yeah, it was weird but yeah. um that the glow was super cool and i don't think they could see it with the naked eye at that I know. Uh, so like the laser lost right. power and yeah. Tom went to go try and fuck with it. And he was like, I just replaced these batteries. Like there's no way it's the batteries, but I can't get this thing to turn back on. And it was cool. Cause <clears throat> Taylor and a couple of the other dudes went to go find out why they were seeing two dots. And right when they got to where the laser was pointing, like right when he was sitting right next to it and turned uh -huh. off his headlamp, that's when the laser just kind of like someone like, yeah yeah and yeah because they were, then it went off yeah they were and, up there being like did the laser lose power or something yeah yeah and i thought that was super interesting because that all preceded like that was when they were saying maybe the mesa being reflective is what's causing all this stuff people are seeing and then that happened and then that's when they started seeing the glow for themselves it was like just after that after tom went to go check on the laser mm -hmm. and they all kind of went back to the to their observation post yeah and, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool because they were looking at the Mesa on the monitor and all of a sudden it didn't look super well defined. 
And then all of a sudden it was very well defined because there it was backlit by that glow. And then they started seeing like one of those columns of light and they couldn't see it with their naked eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, got I that. thought that was really interesting, but also in my notes, I'm like, Tom said the batteries were fresh. Can we trust Tom? Maybe it's sloppiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on that too, to piggyback off that, one of the cool things that I thought it was, was when they, after they got to the laser experiment and that happened, um, was the reflect the, the reflector that they brought out and they were trying to isolate the actual trimeter readings with that reflector, like block it off. So they're looking in which direction yeah. are we seeing this come from? And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool little gimmick, you know, trying to somewhat scientific, you know, doing, doing, yeah. you know, doing an experiment there. So, but yeah. Um, well, did you guys hear the fucking wolf growl on there too? When they were down looking at the monitor, like yeah. that was creepy as hell. Like I just heard it. And I was like, wait, and then everybody else was like, did you just hear that growl? Like, and it sounded like a legitimate wolf growl, but then nothing else happened from that, which was really weird. And I don't know if that's just history channel, putting a growl in there and be like, okay, everybody act scared. Yeah. Yeah, And and that could be, I just, I really don't think that this is turning into one of those shows, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully these scientists have more self-respect than to like fall into those right stupid games well but that me, that growl was super creepy are there are there wolves anywhere naturally in that area there's not right no nope, yeah, no i didn't wolf, think so not even in i don't think their wolves are native to utah at all at all yeah yeah okay see so yeah and and that was one thing and maybe yeah i heard that too and i was kind of like eh, you know and yet again you know tom's head kind of started hurting he started having head issues again yeah um, and I, you know, and I, the only last notes I got on this and this kind of the end of the episode once it, which was a lot in the episode, to be honest with you, between, um, what they, the hole they found, the light optical, the lights are what gets me to me. Uh, there's something there and I, you know, I don't know what it is, but, um, <laughs> I put in my notes, it's, it's very fucking clear that Travis is a narrator here. You know, it's clear that he's the one kind of, you know, like you said earlier, Josh, telling everybody what to do, what's going on, what, you know, nobody else has any, nobody has anything to say, but yet these guys have been on the ranch and they've been researching. And I, maybe that's just because he's the guy they brought in and that's what it is, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Like I said before, I think Travis is the vehicle for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's clear. And that's why he's the one that's asking all the questions and, and going and going through the journey of discovery, it's just basically to be a surrogate for the audience. Right. Um, yeah. I like, I don't think it's, and also I don't think it's that the guys that have been there researching for four years don't know anything. I think it's that, where do you start? You know what yeah. I mean? Well, well but, and a fresh, a fresh set of eyes and a fresh mind on certain things is sometimes nice as well. You know, yeah. they could be getting, you know, they might have blinders on to something sure you know doing like something eight. for four years yeah doing something for four years straight you know it might be nice to have a fresh perspective coming on it but we kind of glossed over tom getting a headache yeah um you kind of mentioned that but like he yeah. gets a really gnarly headache and it started hurting the exact same place where his scalp literally separated from his skull yep and they seemed visibly shaken and very worried and he got rushed to the er yeah right. like at first caleb just grabbed him the afterthought and uh ran him back to the uh command center 
and was like kind of like looking him over and stuff and at first Travis seemed kind of fucking annoyed by it like he didn't believe it and then it's like he his he, he changed his tune a little bit, bit and he got yeah. more worried yeah. and he like turned to Jim and was like he needs to go to the ER fuck this and they all yeah. went back to the command center and found him and Caleb like Caleb was like poking the back of his head and like so was saying weird. like they, they were basically trying to see if 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 it was if there was a like swelling yeah and that and like Travis just busted in and was like all right like this dude needs to go to the fucking ER right now and yeah dragon had a little fucking freak out always wanting to call Brandon dude I know, so we gotta call. We gotta call Brandon. And I mean, I get it. That's his boss. That's his property, yeah, and but everything. Jesus, yeah, come but on. it was almost like he was asking permission to take Tom to the ER. Yeah, if I was Brandon. I'd be like, "Don't let someone get hurt on my property and not fucking take them to the ER immediately." Yeah. Dip it. Right. I yeah. want to be liable for that. Like fucking, if someone needs to go to the ER, that's a decision you can make without calling me, you little bitch boy. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like, like a little, like, oh well, we we gotta call Brandon if you want to dig, like. He's not going to like this. It's like, well, we'll yeah. see what Brandon says. I did love that he was like, it's just so frustrating. I'm armed to the teeth and I feel like I'm carrying a fly swatter. God, <laughs> he is such a tool. <laughs> okay, he is, but God damn it, I think we raped Okay, him. sorry, we, I, I just can't help it. I know, um, I, know I know. But yeah, so they rushed uh, Winterton, Tom Winterton, to the ER at the end and then Brandon Fugel decides that it's time for him to come out to the ranch. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are left in this episode, episode two. Um, but uh, Taylor even says that, you know, he really, he's starting to think that there's something to this property. Like there is something strange going on, especially with the random like radiation bursts, kind of like plumes of radiation and, the well, glowing yeah, and-, and again, that goes back to, you know, episode one. And, and you know, I was thinking about this after we did the review. I mean, it's, you know, if you think of the time, I, I don't know, putting correlation time and everything together about, is it possible that because of Nevada and the testing ranges that it did settle in that soil or it did drift that way? And there is, I mean, it, it's not proven, but one of the reports are that some of what Bigelow's experience, experiences, experiments, sorry, were, was on humans what, what like how does this affect the character how does this do this for this person and these people and there were people well, I mean, that were just affected being there know? is a whole huge psychological experiment so right. if they weren't paying attention to that they were fucking wasting their time yeah, yeah exactly so i you know different factors involved we're kind of say you know we'll see where it goes we'll see what happens um i don't know interesting like i said i it was episode two is one of those things where it's either gonna be this kind of show or this kind of show and I'm I'm kind of you know I'm pretty I'm happy that it's not that get you that I thought maybe it's, the first one it's led not on to, super Oak Islandy you know? yet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think it's going in a good direction hopefully um, I've been I've been entertained the past two episodes it's I mean I, Skinwalker's just near and dear to my heart so it's always fascinated me for years so it's fun for me just to look at the property and think about our own experiences like around that area and just to see some of the homesteads and like, I've always wanted to see the other side of Skinwalker Ridge because we're always on that lookout point looking, trying to like get like, look, it's like we're trying to look over, but you can't like, yeah, no matter how hard you try. So, um, 
that's do, been that's been fun for me. Should we do closing thoughts? You guys ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I that did was my, my that was my closing thought. Yeah, I'm oh. good. Yeah, we're running okay. on uh, almost forty five here, so you know we'll give you guys a little break, give you some time back. But um, well, I had know. some closing thoughts. Thanks. Oh, sorry, for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't know why Brandon needs to run the fuck out there. Like, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that's dramatic effect? Or... I, completely. It's like yeah, a run to absolutely. daddy. It's run to daddy. You know, it's, well, it's yeah, like, like, I think he's just going to tell Travis to be humble and put his fucking shoulder to the wheel and press along and fucking, you know, respect the land. But I do get where dragons coming from, like, especially with some outsider who doesn't respect the high strangeness and danger that they deal with on a daily basis, wanting to run around and poke all the, fucking hornet's nests i'd be hella on edge too um but i think now that travis has seen some shit i'm with you guys i think he's gonna start taking it a little bit more seriously yeah 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 agreed you know i think so yeah and i think the only reason brandon's going out there is to kind of set the team straight and be like look this is your role in this team this is your role in the team this is your role in the team which sounds like Let's it needs it. to happen. Well, yeah. and, and honestly, to play devil's advocate with the whole thing, you know, it's just like, and I use this analogy sometimes at work, you know, if you say you go to play and you're watching a play and you know what happens in the play, you know, all these characters and what the roles are. But if you're the mm-hmm. character in the play, you only know your little shit. You don't know what everybody else is doing. So you get stuck in the box. You know, it could be these people are just kind of stuck in the box. They're on the ranch. They've known it. They have dealt with it. And sometimes you run into that fucking wall that, you just don't see that other option. You need an outsider to come in. Uh, there could be an element there like that. I, you know, I don't know. It could be where everybody now you know your role. Now you know what's going on. There's kind of a fresh look on it. Everybody needs a second set of eyes, and yeah, it could be the, that could be the case. So yeah, yeah. Sweet. I mean, well, cool. I'm looking forward to episode three. I am too. I am too. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Um, Sorry, Josh. I mean to cut you off. I apologize. Yeah, of oh, course you had. I was mostly you know. just being a smartass. <laughs> I know, but still, I felt bad. Um, tune us in, strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can find us on all social media platforms. Um, we have YouTube, which uh, the first one is on YouTube. We're going to decide what we want to do here with this. And then, of course, you know, Patreon. Um, we have Patreon members. And for those of you who are supporting us, thank you very much, especially in these times. It, it's weird for everybody, but. Um, you know, we said earlier that, Hey, you know, if you want your money to go elsewhere, that's a better cause by all means. And really, we didn't really have a lot of change. And and so that's pretty awesome. Hopefully we're giving you guys some, you know, some peace of mind, I guess, if nothing else. So. Yes, indeed. Sorry. I just saw this chat. (laughs) Oh, and as the chat, Josh, thank you very much. We just got a new Patreon. Why we're doing this. Yeah. Interesting. Ah, Okay. Onwards and upwards. Eddie Ava, welcome. Ah, too cool. Yeah. Awesome. Too cool. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we have enough there for you. Um, Keep in mind that I did go ahead and publish uh, bonus episodes on Patreon along with the video. So there's new content for those of you who may have been away from our Patreon for about a week, um, week and a half. There's some new stuff up there. So it's small, but it's nice. Um, And we'll keep doing that. And we'll we'll just keep on keeping on. Hey, that's what she said. Hey, yeah. I couldn't let that one pass up. Sorry. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, on that note. On that note. Um, close, close the up. gates. Close the gates. You've been listening to a fourth hand production.